if you listen to people closely, they will reveal to you what they're interested in, what their priorities are, what their desires are, and their connections with people, with the opposite sex or the same sex, their romantic interests. People reveal people will reveal this to you very quickly, I find. Uh, I feel ever since I have had the clarity on what is required of partnership, what makes partnerships work. Once you have that clarity in your own mind, once you have that criteria in your own mind, once you have uh, your own set of desires on what is it that you desire in partnership, it can become a very rapid process to sit across from somebody, to ask them a few questions, to listen to them speak, to see where they are headed in life and what they're interested in. And to very quickly evaluate cerebrally and viscerally, is there any desire for partnership uh, in this person? And I'm not even talking about matchmaking. I'm not, not even talking about are we a fit with each other? Can we be a good partners to each other? That conversation comes later. I think uh, so much of the confusion people are in is that they're operating on a hope strategy. The hope always is, I don't see the potential for partnership yet, but maybe it will develop. And I think that is where people confuse themselves and, and uh, lead themselves astray. Uh, people either have a desire for partnership or they don't. People either have the masteries of partnership within themselves or they don't. They either have the temperament for partnership or they don't. Right? I speak on the feminine side about the girlfriend archetype. If a woman is in her girlfriend archetype, she doesn't want partnership. She doesn't, she is not built for it. She has, she has nothing more that she's bringing into her connection with a man than a temporary kind of span of little bit of sex and a little bit of companionship. Which, by the way, it is not inherently a bad thing. But she is not looking to be a partner of a man. She's not looking to embody her wife archetype with a man. She's not looking for life partnership with a man. She's not interested in that man's life to any great degree. She's not interested in building with that man. So my encouragement to men is if that is what you are looking for at this stage in your life, it isn't difficult at all to figure out whether a woman qualifies as a potential partner or not. Simply the way she is, simply in her template, simply in her energies. Right? There are a whole bunch of characteristics that disqualify people from partnership. So those are kind of the negative bundle of energies. If you see that in a man or a woman, you should eliminate that from your end, saying, nope, bad, bad potential partner. Now, what are those energies? Essentially, those are the energies that will sabotage any happy, functioning partnership with each other, which means the person 
by their temperament is not interested in coming into agreement with you. The person is not interested in cooperating with you. The person is not interested in creating a win-win game with you. Those are the fundamentals of partnership. Their agenda is elsewhere. They're not even interested in doing that. If somebody is really self-absorbed, if somebody is operating in a zero-sum way, using other people as a means, they are not qualified for partnership. You try turning those people into partners and you will suffer. It'll be a fool's errand. It'll be very frustrating. And uh, it won't work because it's like the core energies, the core ingredients for partnership are missing. But the news doesn't even always have to be bad. Let's let's leave those people aside. Let's leave the self-absorbed people who are not interested in win-win relationships with people aside. Although there are plenty of those people in the world right now. Let's say you encounter a person who is a decent person, who is a good person, who is not uh, using other people as a means to an end. But they are not really interested in investing in anybody. They're not really invested, interested in building with anybody. They're not interested in partnership. Now, can you have a positive connection with someone like that? Yes, you can. Very much so. There are two big categories in which non-partnership dynamics can truly be beautiful and they can be thriving. And they can still be based in friendship and a win-win energy, right? And those two things are, you can have a really beautiful erotic connection with somebody that is truly nourishing, that truly is uh, exploratory, that truly is giving you self-expression and nourishment, somatic nourishment, erotic nourishment. And you can have that without partnership. Oftentimes, Erotic connections are more conducive outside of partnership. Because within partnership, the partnership energy tends to take over and eros tends to take a back seat. So oftentimes our best erotic connections are with people whom we like, people who are interested in us as friends, who are interested in us as human beings, but who are not interested in being our partners. You can have superb erotic connections with somebody that you're not planning on moving into partnership with. And the second thing you can have with somebody that you're not moving towards in a partnership with is you can have great companionships. You can have great friendships. You can just enjoy the person. You can enjoy their company. That's And that's very valuable. It is very, very precious. I think it's one of the most important things to have in life is to have a select group of people whose company you deeply enjoy, who who stimulate you, who nourish you, whose company is nourishing to you, right? So you can have great eros and great companionship with a few people in your life with whom you're not building life partnerships. They are not going to be your go-to person in the middle of the night. They're not the person you're spending Thanksgiving and Christmas with. They are not the person you're reaching out to in an emergency, right? Hopefully you're cordial and you're friendly and you can still be good to each other, but you're not relying on them for that life partnership. And I feel this if we can bring this much clarity into our partnership seeking, knowing what we want and being able to see what the other person wants, we can eliminate a lot of 
problems and failures. There are so many things people I see starting on the hope strategy that something is going to develop into a partnership. I've never seen things develop into a partnership. This is also on the woman's side where I say, don't try to convert a girlfriend into a wife. It has never been done. This is a false idea. There are two different archetypes. A girlfriend is good for sex and companionship. The girlfriend will never become a wife. The girlfriend will never become a life partner. Stop trying to think that if I give more to the girlfriend, somehow she will someday blossom into our wife masteries and we will have this great partnership together. It just doesn't work that way. And if you're interested in being a wife, uh, please leave behind your girlfriend archetype and step into your wife masteries. And stop leading with your sex, which is what the girlfriend does. Start leading with partnership. And on the men's side as well, let men tell you what they are interested in. Let men tell you what they are looking for. I coach plenty of men who are so ready for partnership. I coach so many men who are doing well in life and they want to get married. They want to start families. So any notion women may have that men simply don't want partnership, I find it to be incredibly inaccurate. Right. One big technical example of this is even look at movie stars. You would look at movie stars, A-list movie stars, and you would think, well, these men could just simply have a circuit of gorgeous women going through their bedrooms all their life. And maybe one or two of them actually do live that lifestyle. But most of them actually want to settle down, get married. They want to have children. They want the domesticity. They want the lineage. They want partnership. That for them, winning the sexual option lottery is not the be-all and end-all of masculine achievement and masculine uh, success. Even they are looking for partnership. And oftentimes, their deepest difficulties are when their partnerships fail. So it's like nobody gets a free lunch. Everybody's struggling with the challenges of how to make partnerships work. and. I feel it is it is just so much easier if we can have this bit of clarity. I think we are living in such foggy times. I, I think people are operating under this really foggy and false assumption that any relationship can turn into a great partnership, a romantic partnership, a life partnership, a husband-wife partnership. And it really can't. And I think our failure rate in this game is so high because there is such fogginess, because our we are doing it badly. We are really putting ourselves at a disadvantage, disadvantage from the get-go with this false premise that somehow any person can become this great life partner, that the great romance can blossom with any person. Nobody, none of you out there have a great success rate with this premise. All of you are adults. All of you have had many, many partners in your life. You have started and ended many relationships of many lengths. And partnership has eluded you. Partnership has collapsed on itself over and over again in the relationships you have started. And yet we keep operating in the same clumsy manner, thinking any person I meet, any person I encounter, any hookup I have, any sexual encounter I have could simply turn and blossom into a great partnership. It just doesn't work that way. I think it is really a sloppy way of going about things. 
partnership is a very specific dance, and it is not the most glamorous dance. Right? Marriage vows are not sexy. Marriage vows are about endurance. They are not hard and heavy. Partnership is a slug. You know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a. What, what's the word? It's a, it's a marathon. It's a slow burn. It's, it's. You have to slough through it. It's not all uh, excitement and epiphanies. That is where the gift of it, if you want, that is where the reward of it is, is in the long haul, is in sticking through it. It is in keeping your promises and enduring through it. That is where the reward is. That is where, that is how you mine the reward that is in partnership. And it is not a very sexy undertaking. It is not high romance. The books and movies have misled you. If you actually want that high romance eros, don't even try to seek partnership. Simply seek concentrated erotic encounters and count on them being short-lived and have fun with them. New people can be delightful, a new romance can be delightful, a new erotic connection can really light, liven up our system. But this delusion that we can start in high passion and then add partnership on top of it, it is really not a very mature idea. Truly, it is not a mature idea. Keep the two separate. And if you are separate in the two, it is so much easier to evaluate people. Maybe really in one of three categories. Truly, people, people kind of start falling into one of three columns. One column would be, this person is so self-absorbed, I don't think I can even have good sex with them. I don't even enjoy their company. They are really self-absorbed. They really use other people as a means to an end. I don't like them. I don't like their energy. I feel they are takers. And I don't want to exchange energy with this person. Okay, disqualified. Second category, truly, sex and companionship, if that's what you want. Without any longing for partnership. Then you're leading with your sex. You're creating an erotic connection with somebody you have a spark with, somebody you have some compatibility with, somebody that you can enter into those beautiful somatic spaces with which i think is actually quite precious it is really important it's really beautiful it can be high art when two people have that between them and the other part of that would be friendship companionship the somebody whose company you enjoy those are two very important nourishing elements to have with somebody but it's not partnership right and then the third category would be for the very, and that can, you can only offer that to me one person, maybe two, right? We, we have partnership connections with either uh, deep, deep connections in our family and usually a primary partner. Some people manage to have it with two. But it's a bigger investment. And that investment requires a whole other set of relationship masteries which if people are not even interested in bringing, why are you projecting that onto people, thinking that they are? When somebody has shown you no interest in being your life partner, when somebody has shown you no interest in your life and what you're building and what you're creating and what your challenges are, 
somebody has shown no interest in you to that depth and made any offers like, I want to come in and I want to participate in your life. And I like you enough and I, and I think highly of you enough that I would love to have you participate in my life. And let's build something together, including possibly a family. It's a very deep investment. But you really have to gear up for it. It is the hardest thing to come together over. This is a, this is a big one. Right, you should you should choose your partner carefully, and you should be very serious about making this commitment. Right, but it is a commitment. If you make it, uh, see it through. That's where the journey is. And stop living in hope. Relationships are not found. Right, there's so many wonderful traditions and teachers and coaches who will echo this thing over and over. Jordan Peterson talks about it brilliantly many places. This whole idea that I'm going to find a partner. You don't find a partner. You create a partner. You create a partnership. You may find a friend. You may get lucky. You may run into somebody and you're like, I really enjoy this person's companionship. Let's be friends and let's enjoy each other's company. And see see how much joy we can have in each other's company. Wonderful. That you can discover accidentally. Right? And even your erotic connection, if you're not attached to it, you can enjoy each other and have beautiful somatic moments together and enjoy them while they last. But partnership is not found. It is not stumbled upon. Right? It is something built. It is constant work and repair work it has to be built saying you you find your life partner is a little bit like saying you just find your child i'm going to find my child and they're going to be a beautiful child a wonderful child of 3 and then they'll be a wonderful child of 5 and they'll be a wonderful child of 15 and i will just find my child it's a retarded idea you're going to find your child. You're literally going to build your child and you're going to nurture your child every single day. And none of it is going to be very glamorous and it'll be filled with breakdowns. And the odds are against you. And if you're going to be a good parent, you're literally going to have to build that child day after day for at least 18 years. You're going to have to work at it. That's what this journey is about. Partnerships is about that long terrain together and it has its rewards and it has pieces in it that we need for our soul journey. But it would be wonderful if we start entering it with the right clarity and the right expectations, which I see a lot of people not doing. This entire notion that we can start with sex and eros and end up in partnership, it is, it is truly very, very immature. We are neither serving our eros well with it, and we are certainly making a mess of our partnerships. We are not really succeeding at making either of them sustainable in our lives. And we seem baffled at our failure rate. Why isn't a, a, a sparkling erotic connection turning into a great partnership? Whoever told you? that these two things are 
they they are sequential that they are part phase one and two of the same thing they never are they never they were never meant to be <laughs>